Okay, here we go. Uh, take one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hang on before I get the giggles. <clears throat> By the way, I'm sitting here laughing at our text back and forth. Mikey comes in and goes, what are you laughing at? I said, Nate and I go back and forth with the hashtags. <laughs> I, it was just so funny because I'm like, that's actually pretty good. You almost got a drastically different photo, or different photo, but I'm like, you know what? I might not want to send that just in case Mikey's standing behind him or heaven forbid, Everly, or, you know. Wait, and it was just... Is that the top of an orange? Wait, no. That's Nathan's butthole. <laughs> no, actually, it would have been me just fucking the bird. I know. But, uh... Like, what does citrus have to do with anything? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Wait, why does he have a tail? Oh, that's the dog. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm punchy. Hang on. Welcome to the Never Gets Old podcast podcast of all we love in TV, movies, music, and comics, with your hosts, Matt Jackson and Nathan Shell. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, and YouTube. Donations at paypal.com at macwjackson at comcast.net. You are about to embark on a top-secret military mission through a doorway of adventure over the threshold of time to the point of no return Richard Dean Anderson takes adventure to a whole new dimension you just never know what will be on the other side until you get there Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Never Gets Old podcast. I'm your host, Mac Jackson. And I'm Nathan Schell. All right. We have a list of topics uh, from TV to comics and all the rest. Uh, where do we begin? Okay. You got the list. So. I do have the list, unless there's something in particular you want to start off with. I don't. No, to- nothing... That comes off the top of my head. Okay, I don't want to dominate and be like, okay, now we're talking about that. You'd be like, but, but, but I had a, oh. Yeah. Uh, you know me, I, I freeform it half the time. Like, you'll say something, I'm like, ooh, I got the next topic. Yep, yep. So. Uh, okay, so just a heads up, we're going to push this as part of our, for those who obviously have seen our logo, you know this is a big part of us, as well as the MacGyver podcast and MacGyver SG1 audio series. Um Stargate Origins has come out, and it's on the Stargate, Stargate Command, Command app, I believe is what it is, yeah. Yes. Well, I've watched the first three episodes. You have seen them all, correct? Currently. Uh, I think they're up to five episodes, because they've released two episodes last Thursday. Okay. And I think they're going to be releasing two more this Thursday, and then the final three the following Thursday. Bit of a weird release schedule, not what I initially anticipated, but 
I get it quicker. I'm okay with that. Right. Well, uh, Joe Malozzi, who, if you know Stargate, you know him, one of the writers, and writes his own daily blog and is a fellow foodie. And I, I like him so much. He's going to come on the podcast uh, as soon as I can track him down. And he started this thing, which he seems to agree with my idea of what, how I would do this. But basically, he wants to get, now's the, a good time to get MGM to pay attention to us and ask or demand or whatever it takes for a new Stargate series. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, there's a new Twitter um Hashtag. Hashtag and at. It's called Stargate Now. Yeah. If you're in Europe, good. There's a Stargate Now Europe. We encourage everybody to go on and check it out and like them and follow them. And here's why. Boy, you know, it's so funny, too. I don't know how far to go with this description because I assume people who are listening already know about Stargate. But, unfortunately, that's not always the truth, because there are people that aren't completely aware what Stargate is, and that's tragic, actually. But this, I mean, hopefully, if you're listening to this and you care about our two cents, for the love of God, do yourself a favor and see any bit of Stargate you can. I don't care if you check out a segment on YouTube. Um, Stargate was the... How can we quickly and succinctly go through what Stargate is. Stargate, I hesitate to call it a sci-fi show, because, yes, it is, but it's not. It's... Right. Well, it is It is. It is a, sci- it is a sci-fi show. But when but you say that, is... people... If, if somebody came to me and said, it's a sci-fi show, I think Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, futuristic, stuck in space, and I kind of go, well... It, it, yeah, it's it's not your your typical sci-fi fair. It's not your crazy wild out there sci-fi that's set in modern time either where like uh, a series on Netflix called The OA. Okay. You know, that's that's like some heavy really out there kind of sci-fi, but it's set current. Yes. Stargate is a modern, or a, I don't want to say modern sci-fi, a... Uh... Here, here's what I was thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. It's taken from the layman's viewpoint where it's our military today dealing with going through this big ring that they figured out how it creates a portal to go through different worlds... Some more sci-fi and advanced, some less advanced than what we have now. Basically, they're going on adventures through this big ring, but it's our military. We are not dealing with the dystopian future or caveman times per se. There, though there may be episodes that might touch on that. Right. So it's it's very user-friendly, it and yet is brilliantly written. Yeah, I'd say it's more an action adventure series with sci-fi elements. Yes. Yes, that it can appeal to broader groups of people. 
And also, we, if we're talking about Stargate SG-1, we have said this before. You cannot go wrong for the first eight seasons. No. Even the last two seasons were... But were fine. Yeah, they were fine, but you needed to almost look at them as if they were the... Offshoot. Beginning of a beginning of a new, basically the beginning of a new series. Right, right. Or a new set of adventures. Which, in hindsight, I think it should have been because the only reason they didn't change it to its own series at the time was because they wanted to beat the record for the longest running sci-fi show. Yeah. Which, which well, then, there, from what I recall, there was talk that they were going to rebrand the series uh, Stargate, Stargate Command. Command. <clears throat> that Robert Cooper. One of his things, which, again, I have heard through the years and therefore blame him, many of the bad decisions that came about during those last two seasons were, and again, I would love to be corrected down the road, but he had a, this is my show now. Richard Dean Anderson is not there, so I am making changes. Subtle, you would think, but yet not. Yeah, uh, some some of them had profound impact, yeah. Exactly. But I am going to do this, and he wanted to call it Stargate Command. And in hindsight, that part, I think he should have, because the only reason they kept the, the powers that be said, no, 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 keep it SG-1, was because they wanted to have the longest-running sci-fi show, which they did for, like, half a year, and then... Uh, Smallville said, well, we're going to stick around longer just to beat them. And then they yeah, did. They're, yeah, they're going to stick around just to spite. And now you've got Supernatural, which has blown, oh both, of, blown both of those series away. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so the idea of how can I sell people on this? Besides that part, that's that's the, the crust around the pie. Yeah, I but mean, inside the pie of, you know, I mean, they hit your very typical, you know, story arcs for what makes sci-fi really interesting and fascinating to just general people like, sure, you know, classism and but allows you to go, wow, and ooh, and huh. Yeah. And if that's the crust of the pie, the 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 filling, the best part of it are the characters. Oh, absolutely. They have within your, your types, but they also make them, you know, like you got Samantha Carter, who typically in a lot of history or a lot of programs would just be the eye candy, but she's a she's strong not. character. She's a she's, strong female lead. She doesn't sex it up. Nope. One of and the things they never did was for those eight years was be cliche. They no, they tried not, not to be. I mean, they may have had one or two elements here and there, but it's very rare. Which, funny thing, I found out about Amanda Tapping. She's apparently wicked smart because she, sure when she, she when she'd get these lines of you know high end techno babble, mm -hmm. she'd actually research them so that they would make sense, and so she understood them so yep. that she could convey it. Well, apparently, he's you know, explaining, you know, the fallout from something that they're going to do. And she's like, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. So she actually got out a pen and paper and she's da, 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 you know, writing out the equation. She's like, no, 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 this isn't right. So she went to the writer's staff and it might've been Robert or Joe or one of them. And she's like, this, this doesn't, 
you know, this line here, no, it, it doesn't make sense, and here's why. And she's just going on this long diatribe explaining the, you know, mm -hmm. and their their reaction was just like, blink, blink. I love it. Blink. Uh, just just change the, the line then. That, that That's fine. Just do what you do. What you do. And she's just like, ah. and so she went out and she found some of her friends that were on, on the crew, and she's going you know like she's super excited because she is samantha carter yep. in that in that yep. and they're just like why didn't you just change the line or why don't you change the line and she's like ah, i give up <laughs> well and that's that's the beauty of it that that rda insisted on was that everybody has a voice especially the actors because they know yeah. their characters best and it shows oh, and so you get even within the main group of four, you have something for everybody. And they're all smart. And they're, they, how do you always say it? You can watch on YouTube uh, a lot of those interviews that they would do. I always quote him as saying, You're not, don't talk to us like we're cows. Write up to the audience, don't write down to them. And mm -hmm. it's brilliant and it's fun. And you can tell they're having fun, even though they may deal with serious issues and funny things i mean in one oh, episode yeah. you hit on everything as it should and you feel oh yeah the good episodes will make you cry will make you just ugly sad weep and then turn around and just lift you up <laughs> and make you smile exactly exactly i mean you know? so that that basically what i'm just trying to tell everybody who has never seen stargate going to change your life. It is a brilliant Absolutely. show. Now that's Stargate SG-1. Then it had Stargate Atlantis and Stargate uh, Universe. Mm -hmm. So there is enough there for 17 seasons, I believe Joe, Joe said, of television. Yes, 17 seasons. So the fact that MGM, granted they went bankrupt, but whatever. Now they're not. Now that you're back on the saddle... Give us more of the obvious show. This is not... Yeah, it's a show that lasted them for the better part of nearly two decades worth of TV. But never... And here's the thing. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, St Star Wars, or not Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, and many other shows have their time, mm -hmm. they have their peak, and then they kind of got to go away for a little while. Maybe in a few years, maybe a decade. Now... It's fresh again. Stargate Actually, never got here, to have that. Well, here here's something that's that a lot of people don't realize. Do you realize from eighty seven to two thousand and four, there was not a year that Star Trek TV series. Right. Yes. But what I'm saying is, before that, there was the boom, 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 to from one series rolling into another one, into another one, sure. into another one, and that's. And it, well, yes and no, because it's smart because it keeps it relevant, it keeps it active, but it also ends up burning out the fan base. It can. Well, that's why yeah. what I'm saying, like with the original series, that had three seasons, and then you had a decade, and then a, the movies, and then... I was going to say, you had at least around a decade, and then the movies started. Right. What out, else, my but... point is, with Stargate, the franchise, mm -hmm. it never... Uh, Nobody ever got to burn out from it because it was always so good. Yeah. It, it was always – now, granted, seasons 9 and 10, for us who know better, 
we can go, okay, we can see, but that could have been fixable. The franchise itself was never something where people went, you know what, give us a break, enough. We never got that. No, and not really. And so, I mean, I know a lot of people were annoyed and upset with Stargate Universe and the direction that they had taken with it and everything. Yeah, but, but you, guess what? Not set in stone. Yeah. It, it could have changed. It could have developed. It could have morphed into more of the Stargate that we know. My point Absolutely. is, we had that, that uh, uh, we were spoiled with the fact that we could have that criticism towards Stargate and yet still go, well, yeah, well, we still don't want it to go away. It's just, we want more SG-1. We want more Jack, Sam, Daniel, and Tilk, and you're giving us something different. Fine, give us something different, but give us more of what we love. Mm-hmm. That, that's a beautiful uh, um, abundance of riches that we want back. So the fact that it was taken from us, they did two DVD movies, which were good and great, and... We were supposed to get another SG-1 film centered on uh, Jack, O'Neill. Which and then is we were the supposed one, to get a yeah, follow-up yeah. movie to uh, Atlantis. Atlantis's final season. Exactly. Which, now, fortunately, we have seen that script uh, turned around into a uh, comic book. But does not mean that you, you can't still do the movie. Oh, absolutely. If they're smart, they will do both of those now. Give us our Jack movie, which everybody has wanted. Brad Wright was like, yeah, we... we I have this script. Was it called Evolution? Stargate Evolution, I think, maybe? I think so. I so, think that was one of the rumored titles. Yeah, I, I just read an article where he mentioned it recently. And I think that's what he called it. But anyway, give us our Jack, because we didn't get enough Jack in the last two seasons. And he's available. Let him do it. Yeah, I mean, Plus, I don't know physically shape what how he's in. But, I mean, give him a couple months to get, get back to, exactly. you know. And then the the Atlantis, well, you kind of left us with questions unanswered. Oh yeah, and story to tell that I, I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. Yeah, but. I mean, and the sheer fact that like actors like Joe Flanagan, who played Colonel Shepard, for those that are un, unfamiliar with the series, he actually had approached MGM at the time <laughs> no. about no, trying he, to get the. Even he's today, still he's yeah. still doing it. Good, good. I, I would applaud that man to do it because I mean that shows me he's just as dedicated to the, the franchise, the fan base, the, you know that entity yes. that is Stargate as much as Richard Dean Anderson. And right. having met the guy, I can believe it. He's a hell of a nice guy. Right. Uh, did you see the Christopher Judge segment of him on stage recently? Uh, I did not see him, but I did see a little bit of uh, Michael Shanks in an interview from a convention, I think, up in Canada about uh, his thoughts on uh, Stargate Universe. And it was basically, you know, him and Jack or yeah, him and Richard were just sitting there, you know, doing what they always would do on SG-1. And Lewis, I can't think of the yes. guy's name. The cap, the yeah, the the, the, the colonel from yeah. from SGU is like, man, I feel like I'm a guest a guest on your guys' show right now. And, you, know, <laughs> you have to send me now. that clip. Send me yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll have to send it to you. But it was it was funny because it was like he had even remarked. He goes, now for SG one, that was perfectly normal and that was fine. But because of the way the approach was with Stargate Universe, none of the 
fun stuff that we had done got used. Now it's, you know, that's the way they're doing that show and that's fine. So it's just, you know, going into that show, you do have to understand, you know, it's going to be a different approach to storytelling than the other two series were. He goes, which is fine. It's just, you know, going into it blind might shell shock people. So, well, okay. The, the clip I saw is Christopher Judge uh, talking recently in the last couple of weeks about the convention and how Stargate Origins. And mm-hmm. He goes, you know, if this takes off, and he's really pushing it, he's like, it's up to you, meaning us, the audience, to support them, check it out. If you want more Stargate, you have to do the work. Yeah. You have to show MGM that we want. Okay. He goes... One of the things, because somebody said, what would you like to see happen next? He goes, funny you should say that. I would like to do a show where it's called, like, Jaffa Returns or the Teal'c Returns or something. But basically, you know, show where Teal- what Teal'c has been doing since he's in charge of the Jaffa Nation now. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, do a series from his, based on him. Yeah, where he's the the focus, which is so yeah. cool. I mean, that you know, give us whatever, just just tie yeah. it in. Let the adventure that that's my main thing. Let the adventure continue. If we saw a bunch of like, if we saw a wellspring of short, you know, ten minute episodes of a bunch of different things cropping up, I'd be completely okay with it because it's something. It's better than the void of nothingness we've had for the last part or the last decade now here's the if thing. not longer here's the thing joe malozzi started this whole conversation saying okay where do we go from here do we reboot the franchise no no because they that will blow up in their face just like uh what's his face when he tried to do the whole reboot after um independence day resurrection or resurgence or whatever the heck it was called exactly um yeah he said no and it's everything that we've already said about you already have a fan base you already have brilliant series three brilliant series 17 years or sorry 17 seasons of amazing History. history classic television you don't wipe that away yep now what do you do? You can do, and I'll tell you what my idea was, which he seemed to appreciate and agree with. Because you have to be practical, too. Mm-hmm. As much as I want them to just pick right up with Jack, Sam, Daniel, and Tilk, great, do that. I'm all for it. But get there. You can't start from pretend like there hasn't been a gap in time and that you have to kind of set it up for new viewers. So his idea was... What you do is you create characters that can merge in with them and kind of give us that fresh take on maybe it's let's give me let me give you an example what Mitchell should have been during season nine and ten. Don't he's not a colonel. I'll never accept him as a colonel, but mm-hmm. let him be the lieutenant that has now joined Stargate Command, and so everything is already established, but not to him. Mm-hmm. So you get to kind of do the Jonas Quinn thing where he's bright-eyed, fresh-faced. Yeah, you get that fresh set of eyes in the world. You know, and so you get to do that. My idea, and I'm going to tweet this to MGM 
which by the way, let me see, what is the day in March? I think it's March 9th and 10th. Yeah, it's the two days right after the uh, Stargate Origins is there. We need to flood uh, Twitter, MG MGM, and let them know we want new series. So one of the and things we that want I, new stuff. Yeah, my idea. <clears throat> because here's what you got to do. There, we have three series that should have continued. We have three series, or at least two, that were left wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with answers that we still need. Okay, Atlantis Universe. We, those yeah. need to be addressed. Yeah, I mean, there's major things that were left unanswered in those two. SG one, yes. we between the two movies, yes, we more or less got answers, but more we'll still SG1 more. would still be good. You know, yeah, yeah. Basically, even if they decided, okay, we're not going to do SG one, but we're going to do Stargate Command with acknowledging of everything SG one. Okay, I'd I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. Here's my idea. Because you're right, Stargate SG one, the adventure continues. There is no question left unanswered. We just want more. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do is you do a new show called Stargate Command, and what it does is leaves you options. So that way, instead of just focusing on it's don't make it Stargate S- or don't make it SG one. It could be SG five. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't touch our SG one. They're still out there doing their thing. They can come and go. You can pass them in the hall. They can be the focus of episodes here and there. Whatever. Yeah, or they could pop in when you know you want to have a, a nice homage or you know what have you. You basically just don't pander to us. Exactly. We Leave the door open for them to come and go. Mm-hmm. Um. So you call it that you have say, Team SG-5, whatever. You can have your new team, but you can also have them, I don't care how long a background story this is or an upfront story, trying to save the destiny. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you pick up where we can now link with the destiny and people come out of the frozen status. What about the act- yep. or stasis? What about the actors you can't get? Guess what? They're still frozen. We can't. Yep. Get, we can't get them. They're on, frozen. On- or if for whatever reason there's no chance in hell that they're able to come back, something happened and their pod, ex- you know, their their, you know, yeah. there was a malfunction and they became a popsicle. You know, whatever. But, but basically, I would. I personally would just say they're still frozen. We haven't figured yeah. out how to open their pod. That way, there's always the window to have them back. Yeah. Uh, and that way you could also deal with the fact that Atlantis is still in the harbor in San Francisco, in San Francisco Bay, yeah. right? There yep. you go. Now, you have just made three series followers very, very happy mm-hmm. because you're not shutting the door on any of them and you're still moving forward on yeah. a brand new series. I yeah, sure. well, that and with having as Stargate Command... If they wanted, you know, season one could be focused on SG-5. Season two, they could follow SG-11. Sure. You know, they could could actually rotate it. Or, you know, this five-episode arc is focused on this team. Okay, there are, you know, 
off rotation. Now it's this team or, you know, whatever. Exactly. You know. Exactly. You could also focus on the people who are still on the base at yeah. Stargate Command. You know, do that. If you have Jack be the general, he decided, you know what, I'm not at the Pentagon anymore. I'm running operations out of Stargate Command, Cheyenne Mountain, because that's my home. Yeah. Guess what? He's there. He can be behind the desk. He gets be like season eight of, of mm -hmm. SG-1. Do that. Do that for the love of God. Do it. Because that way he doesn't have to be jumping through windows or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yet he's still making the scenes pop. Uh, so I pitched I pitch the idea, you know, in a tweet to Joe Malozzi. He's like, thumbs up. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? I mean, because it's not just we know what we're talking about. On a practical level, for those who have never seen the show, it gives you everything. It makes everybody mm -hmm. potentially happy. That's the best case scenario. Now, the next question was, Darren from GateWorld. Sounds about right. Um, it's... it's one of the official Stargate sites. Yeah, it's one of the places you can go for all news yeah. Stargate-centric. He used to do a Stargate podcast that I loved. And as you're watching the episode, you can now go listen to their podcast and listen to their commentary. And nice. I, always, I always loved Darren because he's not obnoxious or full of himself. He's... Well, it was like, a, and it was a good site for like resources of like I, I use it all the time. For photos and all yep. kinds of stuff. I mean, it's I'm like, not sure if it still is because it, it's it been is. forever. But it is because I've been using it for uh, the MacGyver SG One audio series. Nice. If I have a question, I just go. Bloop, bloop, it's like a little Wikipedia. Nice. Um, he wrote a nice article that I read where he goes, "Okay, so let's say we want to shop this around. What do we do?" Do we do continue to do the Stargate Command only? And he did the pros and cons. Do we go to network TV, where even if it's good, they might cancel it for no reason whatsoever, because we've seen that happen? Mm -hmm. His idea, which worked out best, because he said, here's the pros, there's no cons, <clears throat> Pardon me. was Netflix. Get Netflix to buy... The rights to show it, and that way, you know, all of Netflix shows are high quality. Oh yeah, they don't, they don't half-ass anything. Right, they use the <coughs> whole rear end, and <laughs> and it, you know, you're not going to get better quality than Stargate, and that's no. not me saying that as a fan. That's me saying it as someone who can watch something, even if I never saw Stargate again. We watch them now because the kids are watching them basically for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I just hop around. I'll say, what are we watching tonight? A MacGyver, Stargate, or a Highlander? Because Cindy has to catch up on all the Highlander episodes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I digress. We'll watch MacGyver, Stargate, and turn and look at each other and goes, these don't age. They don't feel... I mean, this is quality TV that stays with you your whole life. Here it is years later since MacGyver went off in 92, 93, and we're still going, wow, that's... Well, I mean, even even Quantum Leap would exactly. do that. Exactly. That, there's another great example, we, which, which I have for Christmas. I, I told you, I think, I got the whole series. Yeah. When, when we're done with Highlander, guess what? Now, going into that. Going nice. into that for the kids, yeah. Remind me later to tell you something I found out about Quantum Leap. Okay. Oh, the, the deleted... 
or the extra scene, the alternate ending. Oh, you've seen that. Okay. I did. I know. We'll talk about it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, my point is Netflix, because Netflix understands the quality of a show and doesn't care about quote unquote ratings because they crank out a season and then just sit back and let it yeah. fly. Well, I mean, a prime example of something that works with Netflix, Netflix, without Netflix, Star Trek Discovery would not have had its first season mm-hmm. because they... They worked a deal with CBS and said, we, you know, we will pay. Now, this is simplifying it, I'm sure. We will pay for the series for the rights to distribute it overseas. You know, they had to make the agreement that North America was off limits for a time frame so that CBS could use this as their flagship show for CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. And they could work a similar deal. Say, look, you know, in exchange to stream it after nine months of the series being released in its entirety on Stargate Command app, you know, we will back or partially back, you know, you know, work out the deal however the hell you need to. Sure, but you know, they could. They could do that, and they they've shown that they're willing to do that in the past, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And production value wise, okay, you're talking about something that's set in a modern time modern time frame, so they don't have to build, you know, a massive starship. You know, they just have to unmothball set pieces, or actually, no, I don't even think they can unmothball set pieces because if I remember correctly, a large portion of that stuff got auctioned off. So they would have to rebuild stuff, but it's not like rebuilding it's going to cost the same it did way back when right? right, right because right, right. things are cheaper. Things are easier to do. And green screen. And green screen's an option for some stuff. I mean, they'd still it would still behoove them to build the bulk of the rooms that people are going to be interacting with. But if it's a hallway, just throw up a green screen, you know, or just have the door closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... Okay, so I found what I want to tell everybody to help out. Stargate Now. Their post was <clears throat> trending rules as below. As you read on Joe's blog, our dress rehearsal day is Friday, March 2nd at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, 6 Pacific. We are working on a video tutorial. Any questions, comment below. Spread the word. This will be so much fun. And it's called Stargate Drive to Revive. Twitter trending rules. One, we will post a, hasht- a hashtag to at Stargate now 15 minutes before the event. Two, do not use the tag before the designated time. Three, include only one hashtag per tweet. That's the one they're going to give us. Mm-hmm. Four, retweets are important. Don't use quote tweet. You know, when it says quote tweet, just mm-hmm. retweet it. Uh, five, less is more. Keep your tweets fairly short. I think basically so MGM can just glance at them and get the idea. Uh, six, GIFs and pictures will help trend faster. Good. Seven, make sure your account is public and your location is set. Okay, so that is March 2nd. So I guess March... I'm trying to find out when the actual one is. 
Well, if the dress rehearsal is the second, it would make sense for it to be the ninth. Okay, then. There you go. I think it's the ninth, too. Basically, go to Stargate now, uh, and you're going to hear all about it. Because they're every day, all the time, they're doing that type yeah. of thing. Um, and it's cute, because they followed me right away. So I'm like, thank you. And so... Obviously, I'm going to be sending this to them because I want them to understand that yeah, we are fans and we want to see more Stargate. Well, if you look at both the logos for the Never Gets Old podcast and the MacGyver uh, SG-1 audio series, there's a Stargate in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite familiar with the MacGyver SG-1. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> Did beautiful, beautiful work. Honest to God, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not kissing your butt. I look at that and I'm like, no, you know what? Cannot do better. That is that is a perfect combination of MacGyver and Stargate, just like I had hoped. Well, you know, you gave me a rough sketch, and I'm like, I can do better. Yep. <laughs> well, sure, you have a computer to do all that. Well, that and I have the, the know-how because of what I do on a day-to-day basis. Exactly. So. Well, that's the thing, too. The explosion coming out of the Stargate doesn't look pasted on. It, it's well, you very know, smooth. You know what the funny thing is? That's not one. That's not one explosion. I know. It's I know. like two. It's two or three that I had overlaid and. Mm-hmm. I because I, I saw the originals somewhere. I'm like, oh, that's what he used. Okay, but yeah. look, it looks so good. Um, so there you go. There's your Stargate now update. Uh, we will keep everybody updated on that as we go forward. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Topic two. Mad about you, Greg? Just, just, but explain to me so, so I'll know how, how does this relate to last time? What was last time? Last time you gave me this whole lecture on sensitivity. Well, well that was then. This is now. <laughs> okay. See, my big mistake is I listen to you. <laughs> I love when you listen to me. Yeah, no, but then, then you change. Of course, I change. Everybody changes. No, I don't. I don't change. I, I only change for you. You know, I'm over here and you're over there, so I'll go over there, and then I get there and you're somewhere else, and then I'm in the wrong place for no reason. And you know what? Really, it's not my fault. You're right. Let's do it. Just like that. Bing, bang, boom? At this point, I'd settle for the boom. You don't want the bing and the bang? I did when we started. And now? I'm over it. You're a very complex woman. You don't want the boom? Of course I want the boom. Guys always want the boom. We only made up the whole thing in a bang just to get the boom. I thought you liked the bing in the bang. I love the bing in the bang. I, I don't always need it. Neither do I. So then what are we arguing? We're not. All right. I can give you a lecture. Oh, can either one of us shut up for two minutes? Okay. Our, our friends at the Mad About Mad About You podcast uh, have once in a while, I was going to say frequently, uh, mentioned us and me and our podcasts. Okay. Because I, as I believe we all should, support good quality Absolutely. podcasts. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink to everybody out there. I'll retweet their episode when it comes out. Any sort of tweet, you know, just whatever helps, I figure. I'm also very vocal with them because... Mad About You is one of those, I always said it's one of the two best sitcoms, in my opinion. And it's yeah, you and I've talked about it quite a bit. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic. Well, 
they have been kind enough to mention me now and again, especially because they have mentioned MacGyver on a few episodes in Season 1 and one in Season 2. Well, the episode called The Ring... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you... It, Anybody who hasn't listened to the Mad About Mad About You podcast, check it out because it's fun. Two guys, John and Russ, who are just, they're fun to listen to because their first half hour is just them shooting the bull before they even get to the episode. Um, As you do. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Uh, (laughs) I don't know of which I speak. Um, But anyway, it's cute because they, they did a shout out again and it's the episode if you want to look for the most recent one is called the ring and they said john says russ mac jackson is screaming at his computer right now because you were going to skip over the scene where paul mentions macgyver he's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) 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 and you know so they go through it and all and john has said he enjoys the Never Gets Old podcast. So, John, I know if you're thank listening you. to this, thank you, man. Yeah, I constantly tell them, you know how much I adore you guys? Because, really, they they get it. This is a loving brotherhood of podcasters. Yeah. You're supposed to help each other, not ignore each other. Yeah, well, that, and you know, they can tell, at least from what it sounds, you know, they can tell this is something that you and I are both passionate about. You know, we both love comics, TV shows, movies, blah, you know, yeah. the whole gambit. And it's it's nice to know that there are other people that get that. Exactly. Absolutely. And uh, it's funny because The Ring is an episode in particular where basically Paul loses his wedding ring. And I had a very amazingly similar thing happen to me years ago where – and it played out almost identical – where basically uh, Paul can't find this ring. He's looking for it. It's a half, uh, what, 20-minute episode. Um, And in the end, he goes, wait a minute. And something clicks inside him where he remembers it fell off when he reached into like a hot dog vendor. Okay. So it's in the hot dog water. And in his head, he heard a little splish, a little splash. Mm Mm-hmm. So here's my version of it. Before Mikey was born, we lived in our first house. It was snowing. It was like one of those, now the snow is clumpy and dirty outside. And, mm-hmm. you know. So I got, I left my work, uh, went home, had my, reached into a box for soda, sat down on the couch, watched a little TV, had to go pick up uh, Cindy at the dentist. As we get to the dentist, I look down, and oh, crap. I, where's my ring? I, and by the way, I take I was wearing gloves. So as you enter, every time you enter a building, you take your gloves off. Mm-hmm. Okay? Little, little tip. Don't wear gloves in your wedding ring at the same time. Because as you peel off the glove, you don't notice, but that ring went with it. Yeah, and I'm I'm not rushing <laughs> to the end of the story because what happens is I go oh crap oh crap I can't find the ring I can't find the ring. I spent hours. I dug around in the snow in front of her dentist's office by the car. I retraced my steps. 
So this is a half hour there. Until I get worn out and okay, it's not here, I don't think. Now I have to drive back to work. I go inside a building where nobody is around. I have to use my key, search around, maybe it fell on the floor in there. Outside the building, in the snow, in the slush, in the yuck. Cindy Godlover says, unlike Jamie, who gives him a, a, a mad about you, says, you know, last time that happened, she was accusing him of taking it off on purpose so he wouldn't look married. Right. Cindy Godlover says, it's only a ring. We could get a new one. It doesn't mean we're not married anymore. Right. And I said to her, basically what, what Paul says to Jamie is, I get it, it's my ring. It's, you know, I, I, I'm used to how it feels and when we hold hands, uh, how our rings click together. And, and he says, you know, when I wash my hair, there's a little metallic zing. And I give her that same type of speech. I said, mm -hmm. you know, so I, wa I really want to find it. I really want to find it. And then we're sitting home. And I'm depressed. She's like, don't worry about it. We're going to get a new one. And all of a sudden, I hear wait, wait, that clunk in my head. A thunk. Mm -hmm. I'm like, <gasps> and everything just came together. I'm like, you know what it was? I could hear metal hitting cardboard in my head. <laughs> when I reached in for the can of soda... The ring slipped off my finger, and I ran to the back pantry, and there it was. <laughs> oh, man. But ever since then, if it's winter time, and I know I'm wearing gloves, I don't wear my wedding ring because I've had too many times where I caught it in my glove. Mm -hmm. And luckily, before it fell to the ground, I went, <gasps> and got it. See, that's part of the reason why when I take my gloves off, yeah, I always do quick this yep, yep, make yep, sure it's yep. still there yep but my gloves i don't just toss willy-nilly i fold them over so that if for whatever reason something is in my glove mm -hmm. fingers i fold it over so it's basically like well i can't actually no, do no it. i know what you're, you're talking about though but fold it in half so anything sure. in the fingers gets locked in you know yep i just toss those in each individual coat pocket and, yeah but i mean i've had moments where i've forgotten to put the ring on sure because in a rush or whatever mm-hmm I mean, heck, my wife, God love her, she forgets to put her rings on all the time. See, there you go. For, for, for those that can't see, I have in my hand my wife's wedding band mm -hmm. and engagement ring on top of a, here, you might be able to. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, here, yeah. On a little, it almost looks like a torture device. It's a little cup with a stem on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, but, that's that's a good jewelry thing. Yeah, so we use that for her wing, her rings. Now, the truth is, she doesn't wear them when she's at work because she works in an area where she's constantly grabbing glass. She's right using different, you know. She works in a warehouse, right? So, I mean, I get it. She doesn't want to possibly damage them or I'm with you anything with that you. she's working with. So, I get it. If I have to do yard work or I know, you know, they could get dirty or whatever or dinged, like you said. I'll, I'll take it off, but I have a particular place where I keep it, mm -hmm. you know, and thankfully I have a reasonable wife who, who gets it. She, yeah. You know, meanwhile, a couple years later when we're moving out of that first house <clears throat> yeah, or the in-between house, somebody, one of the movers stole her wedding ring. Yep. Oh my God. I know we, we have no proof, but it was there before they got there and it wasn't there after. Oh, that's, that's not suspicious. Right. But again, she's 
we, we being cheap practical people, we didn't spend a lot of money on our rings. Right. So we just, I went out and I got her the exact same ring. There you go, honey. You know, boom. But it's one of those things that I have to handle right away. I cannot just let sit. I ah, will get to it. Like, no, 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 yeah. no. You know, I, this is our thing. This is means something. We had it blessed. Um, okay. So did you see, moving on to our movie section. Did you see Black Panther yet? Yes. So surprisingly got to see it opening weekend. I did not anticipate being able to because I was hoping it was going to be sold out. Yep. I saw it Saturday. Yep. Uh, we ended up, we, you know, on a lark, we went to the theater, did the whole movie pass thing. And it's like, okay, we can get, we can get to see a mid afternoon showing. Perfect. Great. Mm -hmm. Loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, going in knew next to nothing about the character aside from T'Challa and, Right, 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 right. All that stuff. But I thought it was very interesting to see, you know, that even though he's the son of the king, mm -hmm. it wasn't, okay, you're the king now, you know, you're, you know, it's he still had to prove himself. He still had to go through everything. And he, yeah, it was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. See, here's the thing. I have, we've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I have complete faith in Marvel TV and movies. Mm -hmm. The Netflix shows, anything that's part of that universe is, I've learned to just go, take me away. Because yep. Marvel movies have had a, and TV shows have had a way of making me care about characters I've known about and never cared for. Either, mm -hmm. I, either I didn't, you know, wasn't into them or I didn't like them. Like Iron yeah. Man? You think I cared about Iron Man or Thor before the the movies? You know, and Captain America was a whiny little boy scout with a shield. Really? A shield. Okay. But guess what? The moment Iron Man came out, sold, love it. He's, yep. he's exciting. He's he, So whatever Marvel wants to do, I am thrilled with. I have no yeah. whips or, or problems with any of it. Yeah, I mean, I I love the fact that and I actually found this out after the fact. Black Panther they drew from all of the tribes and everything from Africa yes. that they could. Yep. From the wardrobe for the individual subsections of the tribes yep. in the in the movie to the language was was a like a really lesser known tribe mm -hmm. dialect. You know, the, just everything beautiful. I loved that, you know, they dealt with, you know, you know, the racial tension between colonizers. I loved that line because it was, wait a minute, like, did she just? Yes, she did. That was beautifully done. I yes. like that. Yeah. You know, they, they did the, the tension between Africans and whites and then Africans and African-Americans even. Mm -hmm. I Just beautiful blending of everything. And it just very well done and i you know i love that 
you know, you had realistically three white people in the entire film, four if you count a after credit scene. Right, right, right. And none of them were like, I'm here to save the day. It's okay, what do you need? Right. Or they right. were a henchman, you know, one of the, well, and Stan, well, one was Stanley. He's just the gratuitous Stanley cameo. But I mean, I loved it. I thought it was very well done. And I, I have no complaints. You know, everyone's like, oh, it's my favorite film. It's my favorite film. I can't do that with any of the Marvel films. Nope. Actually, because I, I love them all for different reasons. Right. I think the one that's probably closest to being my like if you the one that's closer one, to yes. being my favorite one, yes, would probably be Captain America. Which one? The uh, first Avenger, because you really? see him. Well, it's the someone as insignificant and as just you know a kid from the Bronx ends up becoming probably one of the most important people. You know, it just it's. To me, that is a fascinating story. For you me, know. if I had to pick, uh, there's actually two for. Well, coincidentally, they're both they're the next two Captain America movies. Okay. Uh, Winter Soldier, because it was shocking and brilliantly uh, directed, fight scenes, action scenes, it, and also the moral lesson and the, you know, it, it, a great story. Like he's fighting against something that is so mm-hmm. gigantic. Um, and then Civil War, which is basically, uh, you can call it Captain America Civil War, but it's an Avengers movie, um, because of how epic, and also, oh yeah, also, same reason, it's political fallout of who's wrong, who's right, they're both right, they're both wrong, depending on mm-hmm. what angle you come from. It's all a matter of perspective. And holy crap, I mean, just... That's great. Plus, we got to see Spider-Man for the first time, and mm-hmm. you, you just feel that that whole merging of like the way it's supposed to be, you know. Mm-hmm. So on every level, those movies work <clears throat> for me. So I'm like, you know, as much I again, not a bad word to say about any of these. Movies. Oh no, I mean, I I love that you know they used improv, you know they used a little bit of improvisation in the Thor Ragnarok movie. You know, Thor, out of all of them, he's the one that's, you know, he's not a human. He's an alien, essentially. Right, right. So it's, there's a little bit of that disconnect with people. But even there, you can see those human lessons. Yes, yes. You know. Exactly. And it's and it's great because he isn't from around here so you can, yeah so it's you easier know. to give those lessons like i liked how they were like yeah you know asgard so all this great kingdom and blah 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 oh yeah underneath all that beauty yeah we laid waste to you know worlds <laughs> to get you to where you're at great twists so, and great turns i mean that, yeah don't yeah. you know don't think you know you know that everything's sunshine and rainbows when you know there's a mountain of skeletons in your closet. You know, I, I love that. And also, I mean, you know, not to go down that rabbit hole, but the Netflix shows. I'm currently on, still on Iron Fist. Okay. I have to watch them all in order. But Cindy and I have to find a moment when the kids are asleep and we're not too sleepy to watch an episode of Iron Fist. But 
like any great epic show, and this is, you know, the type of shows that, if you're lucky, one comes along that keeps you on the edge of your seat where you have to listen to every word. Right mm -hmm. now, for me, it's Walking Dead. Um, Lost was one of the first to be like that. Stargate mm -hmm. Universe was one of those where, you know, ev everything is epic. Everything means something. Don't blink or you're going to miss it. And you're so, like, what do they call it? Appointment TV. Yeah. The world has to stop now because I am, this is me now. Mm -hmm. And and all of the Marvel shows are that. that they're all, you know, you can't be kind of doing something. You can't be they need your full attention. You can't yeah. be folding laundry and kind of paying attention. You have to pay attention. Yeah, now if it's your... If it's your second or third viewing, well, yeah, then you can get away with that. But now here's my question. How far are you into Iron Fist? I Iron am Fist. at the point where they had captured spoilers for those who care, but it's not going to ruin anything. They have captured Madame Gao and her people have shown up to try and get her back. And Okay, so you're roughly around what? Half, if episode not Episode eight, maybe? Okay, so Seven around episode eight. eight. So, okay, like, so about two they're about to, uh, she, Wing, whatever her name is, calls her friend who we never saw before, and then she drives off and tells Danny, it's going to be all right, it's going to be all right. And that's where yeah. that one ends. Okay. So, Yeah. Okay. So after that, you're going to move on to the Defenders. defenders and and the, Punisher. the Punisher. Okay. I will pre-warn you, Punisher, language and violence. Well, yeah, I mean, Jessica Jones uh, is that, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with my only grievance is with Iron Fist, comparatively to the other shows, you can kind of feel like I personally, I, I mean, it's a good show. I enjoyed it, enjoyed it for what it was. But I kind of felt compared to Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, two seasons of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. The best. It, it felt like the weakest out of the four individuals. See, and because said I that. felt. Because I kind of felt like it it felt kind of parts of it were rushed because they wanted to get through this last hurdle to get to the defenders. Like you're gonna see a difference in in Danny from Iron Fist to the Defenders. Sure. sure. I know there are gonna be moments where you're just gonna be like, I love it, I love it. Like I can't wait to see or get to talk to you after you watch the Defenders because there are some great moments between like Danny and Luke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jessica and Matt, you know, yeah, Jessica and Luke, all four of them together, just absolutely nice character moments that are beautiful, and you know, it's and that's it's of, a that's the that's the Marvel thing though. Like, I we're watching Iron Fist, and I remember when it came out, people were like, uh, "It's the weak, like you said, the weakest of them, the weakest of them, because they don't like Danny." And so, okay, so first of all, I didn't want to hear that before I judge for myself. Mm -hmm. However, Cindy and I go into it racing for this. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, well, even if it's half as good as any of the others before, it's still going to be better than anything that's on network television. Yeah, um, it's still going to be better than no Iron Fist. <laughs> there you go. And again, we live in an abundance of riches, an embarrassment yeah. of riches, as I say. But um we watch it, and after every episode, or during the episode, we're like, why do people have a problem with this? This is so freaking good. Like, the bad guys, the father and the son thing going on, mm -hmm. and the sister, 
Oh, the the freaking the, the freaking father is downright terrifying at times. Right? I mean, but yeah, I mean, out of like I said, to me personally, I do think it is out of the four, it is the weaker, but not by nearly as much as everybody was think, saying. Right. Like, I know there was a lot of outrage of, oh, Danny Rand's not Asian. Well, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but he wasn't Asian in the comics. He shouldn't have been. I would have been so yeah. ticked, because it would have been the opposite of whitewashing. Yeah, and now, had they made him somebody who was, like, part Asian, part Caucasian, I probably would have been okay with that. I would but because that's not who he is. Right. I mean, you I pro like I said, I probably would have been... Depending on like how, pardon the expression, how one way he was slanted, because I know someone's going to be like, "Oh, that was racist, Nate," but you know, <laughs> it was sincere. Yeah, I didn't mean it in that context. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I I think a lot of the belly aching were people looking for something to belly ache. Yeah. Well, we live in again a, a, a world where people are looking to fight about something. Oh yeah. You know. Like, um, I could say the TARDIS is blue, and somebody would argue with me that it's, like, it's Yale navy. blue or right, navy right. blue yeah, yeah, or, yeah. you know, sky blue. And I'd be like, I've got one in my living room. Don't <laughs> argue with me. <laughs> um, so, okay. So that's where I'm at. And, and yeah, I, again, bottom line, Marvel, you can do no wrong. Yeah. I, I'm, now, have you heard that they're – now, this, I think, happens every year. But supposedly – this may be the last year I was just, for Agents of the Shield. I was just that was the next sentence I was gonna say. I'm like, okay, on that topic I just read today, yeah. where they are filming the final of the season to be a potential final if they don't get picked up again. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, between you and me, fine. Yeah. Fine. I mean, Agents of the Shield has been pretty solid all, all all this time. I mean, I'm looking at it this way. This gives them the opportunity to finally finally you know reintegrate agents of shield members into the rest of the mcu be it having them crop up on netflix series or into some of the movies you know well i'll give you my two cents for me i don't care let them not have a next season because right from the beginning we were promised so much this is wait a minute we're gonna get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on network television that's mm -hmm. part of the MCU? Wait, so, wait, we could have Thor or Iron Man or whoever show up? Guess what? They never did. They dropped the we ball got, so Yeah, we hard. got Nick Fury twice. We got uh, Colby Smulders, I think, twice. Uh-huh. We got Lady Sif once. Once. No, no, sorry, was, twice. She was on twice. Oh, yeah, it was twice, yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, but... You know, and, well, I found out part of the problem is... It's not on the film end of things. It's on the TV end of things. The guy that's directly responsible for like that offshoot. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. That mm -mm, no. he is the to blame. He yeah, it's blame. like because that's like we've already said this in the past. You are not not interfering with movie story. Nope. You are not interfering with television story. You can do an episode where they recruit Matt Murdock, Daredevil. Do an episode and then see you later, Daredevil. Yeah. And then it move or have on. him, you know, or have someone call him to represent them for you know legal issues. Perfect. It doesn't have to be in a superhero context. I mean, Christ, these people have day jobs for crying out loud. And that's my point. They have let me down. the the bit The best episode of the whole series 
was the crossover with during the first season with Winter Soldier, mm -hmm. where things went crap to crap. Yep, that was an amazing people. You got you were shocked, and ever yep. since then, yeah, the whole revelation, yeah, that like they set the bar, and then just couldn't get back up there. I mean, they kind of came close with the whole Coulson being responsible for the, you know, reactivation of a helicarrier that was used in sure. Age of Ultron. That was, that was an adequate, that you know, I felt there. like that was okay. That was good. You know, it's, it's not exactly what we all wanted, but it's something. something. It's, you know, even the little dialogue between him and May during civil or yeah, during civil war where, you know, he makes the comment, Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, and Cap were there from the beginning of S.H.I.E.L.D., and you and I may be here at the end of it. You know, sure. it's it's a direct relation to what's going on in the, you know, in the film end of things. But since then, there hasn't been anything. Now, granted, I know it's difficult to do anything with in regards to Guardians of the Galaxy, because, well, let's Whatever, face it. fine. I don't care. But... Let's they missed an opportunity with Guardians of the Galaxy 2 because all that crazy crap that was going on with yes. Ego, yes. you know, they could have had a S.H.I.E.L.D. team dispersed to that. I'm sorry, but there's a huge alien mold, whatever the hell, in Timbuktu, wherever, that yes. needs taken care of. Yes, I know. It, you at, know, it's just like, come on, guys. They, even if they had done all those things, it wouldn't have been enough because they promised so much by having to be part of that universe and other than saying Peggy Carter cap in the background so what okay so you're going <gasps> it's like here's the surprise and then you open it up and it's a bag of crap like it's such a letdown because they never delivered and remember in the first season it was episode by episode we're going on these missions mm-hmm like the first season of Stargate SG-1 where it was self-contained one episode thing. There you go. And okay, so something big happens. Well now, up until maybe even today, they aren't even S.H.I.E.L.D. They are a secret group that used to be S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, well okay. no, in, um, in season four, they were reintegrated again in the public. Sure, sure. They say it. But we don't see them. We don't see the giant helicarrier. We don't see thousands of agents running around until that dream when they were sucked into the computer and everything was Hydra. Yeah. That was closer to S.H.I.E.L.D. than we've ever had since the movies. Yeah. So overall, if it's one guy's fault, good. Drag him out in the street and shoot him because you've let us all down. And so go away then. Let's scrap the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Let's start again with something else and give us something. I mean, gee, you have the Netflix shows that are nailing it. Mm -hmm. And they don't even have anybody from the movies in there. No, and there they, you know, they make reference to the events from the movies. They make reference to the other series, you know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and it, it, quite it frankly, feels unfortunate that, you know... You got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which should have been, I hate to say it, it should have been their flagship show. Yes, yes. For all the for all the television or streaming services. And after season after season, 
you can tell that somebody is either pigeonholing them and they're just trying to play ball, trying to get the stories out. They're trying their best to fit in within this box when they want to be overflowing that box. I'll tell you, here's the best way I could sum it up. Daredevil, I think, is the best thing Marvel's put out, including the movies. And I adore the movies, but Daredevil, you're getting two seasons, not just a two-hour movie, but you have yeah, that luxury sure. of pacing mm-hmm. and all that. So that is edge-of-your-seat, must-see TV, appointment television, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm hardly paying attention, and I make sure I watch it, but mm-hmm. I don't watch it when it originally airs. I get to it sometime later in the week, and I'm looking at my phone half the time because I don't care. You, they haven't won me back, and it's all just been mediocre. Bleh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. So if it goes away, Godspeed. Eh, you know. Um, so it's funny that you jumped on that because that's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, personally, I've enjoyed this most recent season because – it's different than what they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And I really have my suspicions that they're going to finally, finally have something happen. They're going to have that bleed over into the films. Because if, because if you look at the schedule for when the episodes are due to come back and when they're due to end, the season finale is going to be the same weekend that the next movie come out or okay. comes out. Good. Good. I pray to God you're right. They they need to get back into doing that. If they wanna if they wanna salvage the show, if they wanna save it, if they wanna make it I mean and, and I agree with you. It's pardon my bluntness, but it's bull crap that, you know, we were promised greatness. We were given a great first season, but then since that it's like like I said, someone's either pigeonholing them or they're just like, nope, you you have to play within this you have to play within this playground. You can't go out there to the basketball courts. You can't go over there to the you know Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the other ball field. You've you've got to play in your own little box. It's yeah. like, no, she, agents of Shield is Shield is so heavily integrated into the Marvel universe that the only thing that overshadows is it overshadows it would be X-Men, the Avengers, you know, it's it's a key integral part in the comics. Well, I'll tell you something else, too. I don't know if it's the same idiot that's calling this shot. They need, and again, maybe they'll do it in the second Infinity War movie. How about you give us a couple seconds of showing Daredevil fighting aliens or whatever. If this is such a galactic event that is going to affect the whole world, one... It's going to affect S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Two, it's going to affect the Defenders. You can do a quick shot, at least, at least, of showing Daredevil show up with the rest of them and fighting mm-hmm. whoever the bad guy is. Okay? Now, you can do more, but you can also do, at the bare minimum, that. And apparently, like, yeah, they're not even going to reference it in the upcoming seasons of the Netflix shows. Really? 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 Because they're idiots. They're they're shooting themselves in the foot by doing that. I mean... Yeah. And sticking it to us. Right? I mean, you can't... These things are supposed to be on a scale that is unimaginable, and 
you <sighs> I know. I know. I'm disappointed. I'm telling you. So I, I, that, and I'm hoping that now that they have the rights to Fantastic Four and the X-Men again. I found out they don't actually have the rights yet. That that deal has not actually been finalized yet. What I'm saying is, okay, they're obviously not going to be in this Avengers movie. Oh, no. Maybe they will in the next. Or I'm thinking what happens is the fallout from their you know, the final confrontation with uh, Galactus, not Galactus, wow, that's a slip, with Thanos is something happens with the gauntlet, mm -hmm. and it merges. Yes. I don't want to see them reboot every goddamn thing. That's a pain in the ass. Just merge the universes. Bring the X-Men characters over. Bring, that's, okay, Fantastic Four, they, they can get a little creative with. Yeah, but, they have to. But, you know, bring over the X-Men. Bring over Deadpool. I mean, hell, Deadpool theoretically could still be kept outside the, the universe because it constantly breaks that fourth wall as it is, you know. Right, but I think they would just look at him as being crazy talking to no one. Exactly, which is what they did. They would always do in the comics and right. everything anyway. But what I said to Mikey was, you know, I think they have to reboot the X-Men because, and here's the big one, Hugh Jackman. He's not, he's done. So you have to get a new Wolverine anyway because there's no way they're going to keep doing X-Men movies without a Wolverine. He's actually said the only way he would come back would be if sure. Marvel gets it. Sure. Which, hey, if that means more Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I'm okay with that. I'm okay I with the him two. in that role. Uh, I mean, well, Mikey is now. I I showed him the X Men movies in order. So next up is uh, we just watched the Wolverine. Okay. So now he has discovered the coolness of Wolverine. That's his focus right now so cool. so we talked about it and i said here's how they can do it just what you said you have the reality gem all you need is a superhero to go we need more help i we gotta merge worlds or whatever mm -hmm. and now they make it where everybody always knew that the x-men and the fantastic four were around because you just changed reality mm -hmm. why did, you know what i mean so now they can go, if yeah. Scarlet Witch can banish mutants with the simple phrase of "no more mutants" in the comics, it can be done with the. It can be just opposite done with the with the reality. And yeah. you could have Cap talk about how he knew Logan back in World War Two. Yep. Done. That's so easy. It's so simple. Or, yeah, I remember a, a crazy man by the name of Logan in World War Two. Right, and there yeah. he is. Like, wow, you haven't aged a day. Oh, yeah, I can say the same for you, Bob. Done. Yeah, there, there's your exactly. great comment. Like, I just wrote that. Take it. Yeah. It's free. Yeah, uh, you know. I mean, for crying out loud. And then they could even do, you know, something where okay, they could do technically a period piece with doing a rebooted Fantastic Four. You can mention, you know, the Baxter Building or you know Reed Richards and all that, but yeah. we don't necessarily see them. Okay, they get their own film. And it takes place in like the 90s or 80s or wherever they initially got their powers. You know, well, I mean, Chris, also, they're, doing it, they're doing it with Captain Marvel. They can do it with any character. And they've also said that maybe Tony Stark was selling Stark Tower to Reed Richards to be the Baxter building. Maybe. You yeah. Know, right. I mean, there it is. Come on. If, if they don't do this, 
this will be the mistake that Marvel has made cinematically that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, I mean, I will, I will be disappointed, but I will still be optimistic that they won't, you know. Yeah. Uh, also, I this is just rumor and hearsay, but Time Warner, who owns DC Comics and the movies and all, mm-hmm. somebody, I, you know, anybody can write any article they want, and it popped up on my. Uh, Google homepage, like, you know, here's a topic you may be interested in, where they said that if a certain deal doesn't go through, they may end up, and it has nothing to do, like, I can't think of who their deal is that they're trying to buy. Mm -hmm. They may sell off DC Comics and the DC movie rights Let's wait and see, because that scares me. And also, the the fanboy in me goes, just like when when Marvel was going to be sold, when they went bankrupt and and they needed someone to buy Marvel. Mm -hmm. I was like, what if DC bought Marvel, and they're all part of the same universe now? Well, what if Disney buys DC? Oh, good lord! My my. Now, that's kind of a terrifying thought, actually. It's good and it's bad. Well, no, because here's you're right. The bad is, what if they don't use them? What if they mess them up? What if they mothball them and they just okay. become obscure? You know, yeah. Let me throw the other side of that to you, and this is why I feel okay with it. Do you really think the fan base, with the way they're always complaining that comics are hurting, do you really think the fan base would go, no, that's okay, you can mothball Batman. Oh, you can have Batman look like a schmutz. They won't do it. Oh, no, they wouldn't do it, no. You know what I mean? They're not. Although it does it does end up entering the realm of, okay, does that really broach on the subject of Monopoly, though, then as well? Haha. True. But guess what? There's many other comic companies out there that image, mm-hmm. Dark Horse, so they would become the yeah. too. Great. I'm all for it. You know, I, I'm trying to look at the bad side. And I don't see it yet because... The, I, I think that might just be rumor and speculation yes. by somebody who's just trying to stir the pot. I, I mean, quite honestly. I agree. But I just thought, you know what? We're doing a podcast where we're talking about comics. Yeah, I mean, isn't isn't DC getting ready to launch a whole new spectrum of a uh, bunch of different new characters and stuff that they've been working on? Well, part of the article said, oh... It, it seems like Batgirl and Nightwing movies are not high on their priority list. Again, speculation and hearsay. Yeah, because from what I understand, the Batgirl film is still in the works. It's just not going to be written by Joss Whedon anymore because of drama and turmoil with that particular individual. Uh, here you go. I found the article. Yeah, can, can we talk about that for a second? Sure. <clears throat> Joss Whedon, love or hate him, 
was said to be directing the Batgirl movie. Now, I take this as a giant clump of ego from him, mm -hmm. which is a problem I've always had with him. He's not, yeah. he's very egotistical, and sometimes with certain projects like Serenity, I want more of that. However, yeah. in this case, who the heck do you think you are? You are a director. You shouldn't be the writer. I don't know. He said, I, 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 I can't think of a story. That's not your job. That yeah. is not your job. By the way, uh, Scott Beatty, personal friend of mine, uh, comic book writer, great comic mm -hmm. book writer, wrote Batgirl year one, Robin year one. Yeah, Night I was going to say, he's, he's done some really damn good storylines. He's he's posted on Twitter and everywhere else. Really, Josh, you can't think of a story? How about you use my story? Which, uh, a deluxe version, by the way, just came out. Oh, really? Of yeah, I think it's Robin nice. year one. Yeah, so come on, don't give me that. Go and it's not your job anyway to write the story. No, it's your job to sit there in the director's chair and make sure that the thing looks nice. So okay, let me. It's a quick article. This is by Chris Begley. Uh, I don't know who he's working for. Time Warner may sell off Warner Brothers and DC Comics if AT and T merger fails. Okay. Okay. Yesterday, The Wrap reported the, the current state of DC films at Warner Brothers. They said that projects like Batgirl and Nightwing were less of a priority, and they wanted to focus on making movies about the main Justice League members. But at the end of the report was some very interesting info about AT&T slash Time Warner merger. If you recall, Time Warner, the parent company of Warner Brothers and DC Comics, agreed to be purchased by AT&T for $85.4 billion back in October of 2016. The government has been trying to block the deal, and the whole thing is still up in the air. The rep, was that you? Yeah, it was me. Sorry, I okay. knocked something over. Uh, the rap says if the AT&T merger fails, Time Warner may consider selling off Warner Brothers and DC Comics separately. Like he broke it up into parts and sold separately. Okay, I just said that. Leaving the fate of DC Comics a bit up in the air. Apple was said to be interested in Time Warner around the time AT&T was, so they could be a potential buyer. But could you imagine if Disney, see, I just said this. Could you imagine if Disney was interested? Obviously, this is all speculation at this point. But if the AT&T deal doesn't get approved, It'll be very interesting to see what happens to Warner Brothers and DC. Hmm. Yeah. So again, they well, AT and T buys it. We'll see a lot more AT and T ads in the comics. Apple, same deal. <laughs> well, that's why I love my digital. I don't get those ads. Well, no, no, advertised within the actual comic. Oh, like. <laughs> Batman pulls out an iPhone or, <laughs> you know, Batgirl's using, you know, whatever T and AT and T service. Or sure. <laughs> um, Although so we all know it would be a bat phone anyway. Come on. Darn right. Uh, okay. So there's that. And then in the music area, uh, Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolans in June are going to be doing a tour together. Yeah. Yeah. Peter cool. is not involved because his other band, Shoe Suede Blues, just put out an album. And he's been 
he's been there every time they tour. It's always been Peter and Nikki, Peter and Nikki and Davey when he was alive. By the way, today is the anniversary six years ago of when Davey passed away, coincidentally. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's going to be great because Nez and, and Mickey have like a, a an Everly Brothers dynamic with Mickey singing harmony to Mike's songs. So gotcha. yeah, that, that'll be great. I'm, I can't afford to go to either New York or Philly, which is where the closest ones to me are. The, the tickets are just too... Besides, I just saw him, personally. Yeah. Had a conversation with the man. Hopefully, I'll get to do it in uh, October again, if he does yeah. But uh, So that's that. And, oh. Okay, watched a couple movies. I don't know if you've seen them, but I want to mention... Rattle them off? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched... Okay, you know Cloverfield. Yes. Did you see 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yes. Thoughts? I enjoyed it. Um, curious, I was, at the time I was curious how it fit in within the, you know, Cloverfield. That's, that's my problem. Dichotomy, you know. That's my problem. I enjoyed the movie, and then in the end you're like, wait, what? This, yeah, it's like, doesn't okay, tie I, into what we know. I, I've enjoyed it. Now how's it tie in? Yeah. And it doesn't. And we're like, what? What? Well, actually, oh. have you seen have you seen Cloverfield Paradox? That was the next thing. Yes, okay. I did, and that tied in much better. Yeah, basically, that more or less put a band aid over your your question. Is okay? How's all this connected? How's this all fit together? Well, we're not looking at one universe. We're looking at multiple. And I say, with the fallout from this one universe, right. futzing around doing. I say, bullcrap to the second movie. You can't retro it and go, look it, it's a different... I don't care if it's a different universe. Those monsters didn't show up in the second movie. It's aliens. Spoiler alert, everybody. But GD it. Like, don't... Are they, actually, are they actually aliens, or were they being... Great. That's a great question that we should have had answered. I don't yeah. want more questions. I want... If you call it Cloverfield... Have it be tied in with that mythology. Don't give me a new movie, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Why? Why? Give it its own name. Well, your your brain's going to melt because we're getting a fourth one later this year, apparently. Great. But my point is, that second movie was fine until you tied it to something that it wasn't tied to. I don't care how you half I don't. I don't believe. It. I don't believe that they were aliens. I honestly don't. Well, it wasn't those monsters. I think it was a monster that we didn't see in the first film because we only saw two Come monsters. On. Come on! Dude, I'm... You're stretching to make it work, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is, as the audience member... A audience member, because there are other people that take my same viewpoint. Not many, because I heard from those other people, and they go, it's a fine movie on its own. You shouldn't have tried to give us the expectation that those monsters from the first movie were part of it. Mm. By itself, it's a great movie. It was very oh, good, yeah. right? Don't call yeah, it. As a, standalone, yeah. right. as a standalone film, it was perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. However, as much as that one made no sense to tie it to the first one, the third one, The Paradox, great movie, and tied it to the first one, great. I accept it. It's great. We saw the monster in the end. Wonderful. I can't wait for the fourth one. Yeah, I think after we get the fourth one, I'm hoping 
knock on wood, that's going to further bridge the gap, further explain, okay, 10 Cloverfield Lane was actually this, it wasn't this, sure. this was misinformation by the characters. Yeah, that's honestly my take on it. I hope. But again, uh, you're asking a lot of the audience to just go, I hope it's explained later. You know what I mean? Like, Well, okay, this is, this is from the guy that was integral in Lost. How many years did it take us to figure out what was going on that damn island? Didn't matter. I enjoyed the journey. It was great. It was all connected. It was all the island. Yeah. But it, it didn't still, go. It didn't go. Here's a monster answers. over here, but this is aliens over here. We still had to wait for the answers. Was my point? Yeah, but it's all part of the same thing. It all connected. This does we'll not connect. Okay. We will have to. And wait. again, television show <laughs> and individual movies, two-hour movies, are completely different. Oh, absolutely. That's there. You go. With a series, but, everything's connected. Yeah. Now with Ten Cloverfield, or not Ten Cloverfield. With um, paradox, the Cloverfield paradox. Something I loved was they had it, you know, suspense. Not really horror esque, but they had suspense. They had some horror graphic ish type stuff. But I like how they had that humor interspaced with it, did or you, interspersed with. Did you see what I tweeted? Uh probably not, because I don't. Why do you? I not don't follow see. me religiously. No. Well, no, uh, it's because I don't tweet very often. <laughs> right. But I wanted, I'm a horrible. I wanted them to know this, and I also wanted to point people in the right direction. I said, "This two-hour movie, with all the dynamics going on with it, was very much like it could have been an episode of one of the three Stargate shows." And then I said, oh, "A high, a higher praise cannot be made." So, I can I can agree with that, right? Yeah, I mean, with the uh, the one guy you know who lost his arm, well, you know, I forget the exact line. You know, are are you able to control it? No, because right now I'm flipping you the bird. You know, right, that's, right, 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 right. That was priceless. You know, and it's that level of humor that helped kind of keep things grounded a bit. And also, the pacing was well done because. All right, you know, it's suspenseful enough, but then, uh-oh, 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 oh, oh, and mm -hmm. you're on that edge-of-your-seat journey with them. And I'm like, this is a Stargate episode. Yeah, I mean, you, you get that bounce, you get everything going on in the station, and then you see what's going on on Earth, and then you get, you know, it's... Really you, good. You genuinely start to care about these characters fairly quickly. Yes, yeah. Now, you know, it did spark a little bit of a debate between Jess and I with... um. The uh, woman, I can't think of the character name, who was who was going to, you know, stay behind on, you know, not go back through the parallel rift. Sure, sure. And I'm like, and I'm like, she, she does real spoiler alert for those that haven't watched the movie yet. If not, pause it, pause the podcast, go watch it, and come back. Sure. Uh, she's like, well, I, I'm going to stay behind because you know my kids are alive here. No, they're not. No, they're, they're not, not your kids. Exactly. They're this version of you's kids. Yep. Yep. And it's gonna be. It's gonna do nothing but torture you because you can't integrate into their life because that's not fair to the you in this universe. Right. Right. You know. It was a great. And, Je and and I love Jess. She's like, yeah, but to her it doesn't matter. I'm like, it's gonna matter because she's not gonna be able to do shit. Quite frankly. I'm sorry, but if another me shows up and starts, you know, hitting on you because in his universe you got whacked, guess what? 
I'm off him because he ain't me, you know? Right. And, and it's just, and it's not about you. I'll tell yeah. you, as a parent, one of my guiding factors, other than be consistent, is to realize the choices you make, not about you. It's what's best for the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I'll take, and, I'll take the, I'll take the bump, but it's about yeah. them. Well, it re- like that difficult situation very much reminded me of, did you ever watch Continuum? No, I, I remember it though. Wait, Continuum, okay. Continuum. Continuum, uh, Rachel Nichols from G.I. Joe fame. Uh, she played Scarlet in the first G.I. Joe movie. Oh, oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Some of the episode, fair number of it was odd and just weird and kind of hard to follow at times. But the way that series ended, I felt like I got kicked in the gut. We talked about it on this podcast. I was going to say, I thought we talked about it. It's just like, like my brain went there immediately when this woman's talking about staying behind. I'm like, no, you're stupid. No. Don't do it. You're wrong. What are you doing? Ah, you know, it's just like, come on, lady. I get, I get the sentiment. I get the emotional desire to do that. But as you said, at the end of the day, it's not in the best interest of those children right? for you to try to integrate yourself. Exactly. Well, Hey, uh, speaking of which the, the redhead, I can't think of her name from Stargate universe has a new show. Okay. I, I believe it's a Canadian-based show. It's called Shoot the Messenger. I, the pilot was on WGN or something. Uh, the doctor's wife, by the way, plays her boss. Really? Yes. Uh, Riva. <laughs> yeah, she's on there. And it's on... Oh, yeah. Hot dog. It was on late at night, and there's some language... Such as the F word, among other things. Oh wow, yeah, this was not long lived. No, no, they showed the pilot two nights ago. Yeah, and you know what? You can tell it's like Canadian didn't have the budget or whatever. You know, there's a quality to, I guess, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but. Canadian-based TV shows Mm -hmm. that there's something missing that just doesn't work. Continuum was, I believe, one of those, too. Well, Continuum, I think, went on for four seasons, if I recall. And they weren't overly long seasons, either. They were like ten episodes, which I think is probably the only saving grace for Continuum. Mm -hmm. I think it was like ten, ten, I think it was three ten seasons, and I think the final season was like four episodes or something like that. There you go. But I mean, I think that's smart though too. If you run for a shorter run, if you go for the shorter seasons, you have in the episode like less fluff episodes. Um, so that's already canceled. Did you say? Yeah, there was only eight episodes. Okay, well there you go. It'll it'll be a short view. Yeah, (laughs) I think I saw the date was like 2016. I'm like, oh, well there you go. Yeah. Um, and the other movie. I know we have to wrap it up, but the other movie that I saw was based on a recommendation of a movie I saw the trailer for and wanted to see. An M. Night Shyamalan movie called The Visit. 
that was a good flick. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's good to see like that type of M Night Shyamalan movies. Like that's the type of flick I like to see him do. The ones where it's just like, okay, where where's the twist? Where's the oh is that guy doing? Oh yeah, he's doing what I think he's doing. You know. Yeah. It's that was very well done. Um, like I I watched it with with Jess. Like we we went out to see it in the theater. And uh, immediately I looked at Jess and I'm like, that's a movie uh, we'll either have to recommend to my mom because she loves M. Night Shyamalan's movies of that style. You know? Nothing against, you know, when he wants to try to do, you know, Avatar, The Last sure, Airbender sure, sure. or stuff like that. But I think when he works within things, he's directly more involved with creatively and everything. I think... I think that's where his true talent shines. Yes, yes. Uh, now, have you seen Split? Well, that's my next one. That's okay. the next one I have to see. Uh, uh, the guy I work with, um, he's in the cube next to me. He goes, okay, you got to see The Visit, because we start talking about his movies. And, yeah. yeah. And he goes, you got to see The Visit, and you got to see Split. And Split is very good. I was very... It just... looked it, because you got... What's his face there from X Men? Yep, James. I I thoroughly uh, James McAvoy. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that film because it was one of those. I went in not really one hundred percent sure what to expect. My mom had even like that was a movie she got to see before me, and she's like, like the last fifty. She goes, I don't know how long it was before the end of the film, but like the last twenty minutes of it, be prepared to. Ex- you know, to pay attention. I'm like, okay, well, without knowing when the last 20 minutes starts, I'll just pay attention to the whole film. And I mean, I'm sorry, but James McAvoy is a hell of a talented actor. Sure. And you will see, like, if you walk away from that movie and say, Nate, nope, he's a hack. I, I disagree. No, 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 no. I'm going to slap you through this computer because you're going to see him just, you're going to see him shine. As well, I, I saw it through the trailer. I mean, yeah, I mean, he shows. plays multiple people, mm-hmm. and that's only as he he gets to play. Right, right. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that when it happens. Uh, is there anything else? I'm sure there is, but anything that I am forgetting that we want to mention before we go? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll let everybody go. Uh, we'll be back in the meantime. Don't forget Stargate now. Hashtag it. Go to Twitter. Just you know, get the word out there. Get the word out there. And like I said, if you haven't seen any Stargate, just check out a clip on YouTube. Just do that. Yeah. Start there. Because yeah. I guarantee something I recommend. Type in Stargate, uh, Stargate MacGyver, and you will see an, a beautiful outtake between Amanda Tapping and Richard Dean Anderson. Sure. Beautiful. Sure. But I'm That's talking about the level like, of lightheartedness you'll get to see throughout it. But you will you will go down this wonderful rabbit hole of homemade trailers uh, where there, it focuses on the serious. Um, mm-hmm. You will see ones that are show funny moments. There's a bunch of Jack, uh, what's called like Jack funny moments and there's one two three four it's great they're just yeah you'll even get to see beautiful uh fan-made music videos set to all kinds of different music using clips from out the entire series or franchise it's it's a wonderful fandom to be a part of 
and it's probably one of the few that the toxicity that usually comes with fandoms does not is probably is probably at a minimum i mean there's a little bit but it's very restricted comparatively just check it out just a three minute clip from an episode and go from there that's you know all i can do um all right and in the meantime what on twitter it's mac w jackson and you for me it's nhl i usually just retweet stuff from my instagram account because i'm lazy but there's also our facebook page there's the never gets old page but there's also the group page Correct. So where they can get in touch with us directly and you know tell us if we're doing a wonderful job, horrible job, or suggestions, whatnot. Subscri- we love to hear your feedback. Right. Subscribe on uh, iTunes, please, because we're trying to track the numbers, and there's something going on with iTunes where it's not showing us what we need to know. So any bit helps. Uh, all right, and yeah, just join us. We're happy to have you. Absolutely. All right, everybody. We will catch you next time. And remember, stay excited, everyone. See ya. Thanks for listening. Music was provided by Harmony Constant. Subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, and Stitcher.